This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. In a previous podcast, I was sharing a series out of my book, It's Time to Cross the Jordan, and we talked about that it's our choice to leave a legacy of greatness or a legacy of obscurity. And we talked a little bit about the book of Ruth and the story of Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah. Today, I want to continue that series out of that book, It's Time to Cross the Jordan. And I want to talk about the term prophetic drama. Prophetic drama means, in the Old Testament, many of the prophets of old lived out certain situations in their lives that became a prophetic drama or became the message of a larger context to the nation around them. Several years ago, my friend Roger Helley, who was a Vietnam veteran, shared with me the story about he and his twin brother who had listed into the Marines. During the Vietnam War, Roger was actually hit by a hand grenade that blew up, shot twice, and bayoneted all within a few minutes. He had 72 major shrapnel wounds over his whole body. They took him to a MASH unit, and he tells the story of when his twin brother, Ron, came to the MASH unit to see Roger, that he passed by his bed without even recognizing him. See, Roger and his brother had enlisted in the Vietnam War together. The surgeon said that Roger would require numerous operations to restore him to near normal if he even survived. Roger told me he still remembered the physical and emotional pains that he experienced while struggling for his life. To prevent infection, his wounds were opened and scrubbed with medicine every day. In fact, if I remember correctly, it was more than once a day. It was a few times a day they had to reopen his bandages, scrub out the infection so that infection would not take place or gangrene would take place. Roger shared with me that when he heard the cart being wheeled down the hallway, he knew what he was about to face. He said the pain was excruciating, and each time the daily cleansings of his wounds was the first step towards his ultimate healing. And likewise, when we experience emotional pains in our lives, often caused by the wounds of rejection, the pain, and memories frequently seem unbearable and near impossible to overcome. And just as my friend had to have his wounds cleansed every day in order to be healed, each of us must go through a cleansing process in our lives, even though it hurts. Doug is sharing today from his book, It's Time to Cross the Jordan. Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole said just one truth from Doug's book can change your life. Be sure to get your copy today at somebodycares.org. I can imagine even the Lord experiences forms of pain. His pain comes each time we break His heart and each time we reject His love, so great a salvation. I believe the Lord grieves over our sins, and He grieves for those who do not yet know Him. It's doubtful that we, even we in the church truly understand the depth of God's love and compassion for us and for others. I believe God's heart breaks when we set our affections upon the things of this world rather than upon Him. Read Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2. Even when we recognize His love, we often walk away from His care and covering choosing to run our own lives, our own ways. And nonetheless, His arms extend towards us, always willing to embrace us. His Holy Spirit pleads with us to come to Him so we might have life and that life more abundantly, John 10.10. Likewise, as Christians, do we really recognize the depth of intercession the Lord Himself makes for us? 
I wonder if sometimes we even grasp the depth of relationship God desires to have with us. Even the intense struggles we experience are used to teach us about God's love for us and about His character, Romans 8.28. You see, even through our trials and our challenges, we can gain a better understanding and appreciation of the Lord. His heart breaks out of love for His people. Not only did Jesus die by process of crucifixion on Calvary, He also died of a broken heart out of His love for us. At our most difficult of times, the Lord understands our pains and we can find comfort in Him and by His Holy Spirit. If we press into the Lord, we will come to know Him more intimately and understand His own heartaches. Let me give you an example. During a particular trial in my own life, the Lord began to encourage me. In the midst of a very difficult situation, I was called to minister and found myself traveling once again. While on the airplane, I pondered my own life. There is nothing more debilitating than a broken or wounded heart. I was so hurt over situations in my life that I felt like giving up. I sensed the Lord asking me some simple questions, but profound to me, and I think most of us can relate. I sensed the Lord speaking to my heart, How do you think the people in the world feel who don't have me? They're covering up their despair with drugs, alcohol, promiscuous living, and other temporary fixes. Many are seeking to fill the pain and the void in their hearts by pursuing the things of this world which will not last And sadly, even some commit suicide. If you feel this bad over one situation, think of how I, this is God speaking to me again in my heart, think of how I felt when I took on the pains, rejections, betrayals, and misunderstandings of the entire world. It was too much to bear, but I made it. Because I made it, I can help you make it through your situation as well. I remember on that flight, the Lord also spoke to my heart and said, Doug, get your eyes off of your own circumstance and see that there's always room for one more at the foot of the cross. Your healing will come in times of ministry to others in the time of their need. And how profound that was as God began to speak to me, that in this place, what I now call compensatory facades, that people compensate on the outside for the pain or the lack on the inside. You see, too often we tend to cover up our pain, our hurts, our frustrations, our broken hearts, With these compensatory facades, covering up that pain with alcohol or drugs or promiscuous lifestyles or other means, rather than seeking the Lord Himself, the only one who can truly bring lasting change and healing to our broken hearts is the Lord Himself. So in the midst of my own need, this prophetic drama, this thing I was living through, became a message of a larger context for me and has become part of my life message. The Lord encouraged me in my time of need, and the Lord wants to encourage you in your time of need, whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, God wants you to know that all things do work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to His purpose. During that particular moment in my life, I believe that the Lord spoke a prophetic word to me that became a message for His church, and this is what I sense the Lord was speaking. I believe the Lord's burden for His people is likened to a picture that we see in the book of Hosea. God loves His bride, yet His bride is unfaithful, as was Hosea's. God's bride, His church, spurns and rejects His love. He earnestly desires to pour out His love upon His people. Jesus is actively courting His bride, but as yet, she has not totally responded to Him. There are even people within the church who say they love Him, but their hearts are divided between a love for Him and a love for this world. 
Just like Hosea, the Lord's heart breaks. I felt the Lord pose the following challenge or question. How long shall my spirit contend with you? How long shall you persistently be unfaithful, not heeding my voice and instruction? As you reject my servants I send your way, you reject me. These servants have instructed you, and I hear the cries of their hearts. I require different things of different people in order to show I have their whole hearts. My deep love for the rich young ruler required his wealth. For the expert in the law, I required his knowledge and intellect. I do not need people's wealth or knowledge, but I do need their hearts that are yielded to me. Well, as I began to ponder some of these things the Lord was speaking as a message beyond my own situation in the context of a larger message for my generation, I recognized the Lord was speaking to a compromised church, individuals and corporately. You see, the bride says she is willing to serve, but fails to act. Many of us say that we love the Lord, but only to give Him tokens of our love or lip service. There must be a depth of commitment to heed His voice and instruction. We cannot live in two worlds. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our paths. Psalms 119 verse 105. The Lord wants what is best for you and for me. If we do not turn in obedience to His Word, then the outcome is destruction in our lives. Our condition can become like that of a frog placed in a gradually heated water. As the temperature rises, the frog eventually will be boiled to death. You see, the frog does not sense the impending danger in his life. And likewise, we may be in situations that seem harmless initially. But if we are walking in disobedience to the Lord's Word and character, the enemy will have an opportunity to deceive us and eventually destroy us. Though the Lord warns us, His warnings at times are ignored because of our divided hearts. Even as in the days of Noah, calamity can befall those who have settled into mediocrity or complacency. Just as God warned Gedaliah through a servant of God, He is warning us. Gedaliah would not heed the warning, and the enemy came in suddenly, even appearing to be a friend. You can read Jeremiah chapter 40 through chapter 41. In like manner, the enemy wants to come and lead us away from God's presence. For example, if a Christian caters to the delicacies of people who are not true disciples, then the enemy can lead a Christian into compromising. We must hear God's warnings because He desires a future of good and not evil for each of us. And yet if we reject God's instructions in His Word, we open ourselves up for pain, rejection, brokenheartedness, even bringing judgment into our lives. Scripture reminds us that we should have no friendship with the world, for it's God's enemy. How long must he cry out to a church that is not listening? Satan comes as an angel of light, and our only protection is obedience to the Lord. He is our refuge. In Christ, we have the power we need to destroy the works of the enemy. Yet many Christians are like spiritual sluggards who have a spiritual feast set before them, but will not even lift their hands to eat, Proverbs 26, verse 15. Let us not be spiritual sluggards. Let us not love this world or the things of this world, but let's focus on the presence of God and to love with all of our hearts, souls, minds, and bodies. How long will we, who comprise the church, the body of Christ, continue to walk before the Lord with a divided heart? How long will we continue to choose between two worlds? How long will we continue to stumble and fall in the wilderness and lay there content? What will it take for us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our might? When will we consistently walk in obedience to the Lord and not to compromise in mediocrity? 
We must sever ourselves from the affections of this world. We need to cross our Jordan and come into that place of uncompromising relationship and communion with Him. He is the loving God who created us and died on the cross to keep us. We hear about the cross so often that the thought of our sins that put Him there no longer breaks our hearts, igniting a burning passion of gratitude and service within us. If we want the best the Lord has for us, here's what is required. Deuteronomy 10 verse 16 through 21 says, Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality, takes no bribes. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. Therefore, love the stranger, for you are strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him, and to him you shall hold fast and take oaths in his name. He is your praise, and he is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 16 through 21. God has a purpose for every trial we go through in life, and ultimately He wants to know that He has our whole heart. So with these thoughts in mind, I sat on that airplane wondering what God was requiring of me. And just a few weeks prior to this trip, I had prayed that God would take me to a hungry and thirsty people. God answered that prayer by sending me to Vietnam in 1990. There I had the privilege of meeting precious Christians, whom I've had visited several times even since then. Vietnam Christians understood suffering and persecution. It's impossible to understand the conditions in which they were living, even though there had been improvements in recent years. While I was there on a team doing humanitarian work and ministering, God spoke to my heart and said, You've seen all this disease and persecution among my people. In America, there is a great poverty and disease also, but it's spiritual in nature. The Lord renewed my burden for my own nation and the church in America as well. The Lord helped me to see the neediness of His people in America. I need to love them because they are in need too. As a result of my experience in Southeast Asia, I had a deeper burden for the church and for America. There are many people across America and around the world who are praying for this nation. They are standing in the gap for the lost and for the church. At times, it's hard to keep tears from flowing when I realize where we are as the church today and where our nation is. The churches of the nations of the world continue to pray for the church in America, that we would have a heart awakening so we could reach the soul of this nation and be a blessing to the nations of the world. Roger told me that he had constant nightmares, horrendous memories for years after the Vietnam War. Time and time again, he would relive those horrible war memories until he surrendered his life to Jesus. His nightmares ended, and his testimony in his life now speaks to many of God's healing virtue. The Lord healed Roger physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I believe the Lord is looking for a people who are willing to be an extension of His healing love to a broken and hurting people. Will we answer that call? Will we relieve the Lord's heartache over His bride? The time has come for more of us to cross the Jordan, leaving everything behind to follow the Lord. We must focus on the Lord loving and obeying Him. When we do, we will see His tears turn to joy through our devotion and through our helping others cross their Jordans. Great faithfulness is promised if we will faithfully sow seed into the soil of souls. 
There was a price to pay, and the question remains, are we willing to embrace the cross? Will we lay down our fears, insecurities, and hurts to fulfill God's purposes for our lives? Do we feel his pain as he weeps for his own? I remember when Bob Pierce, the founder of World Vision, used to say, God, break my heart with the things that break yours. In fact, he would say, does our heart break for the things that breaks his? Do we recognize those areas of our lives that are not yielded to the Lord? And are we willing to let Him have total lordship of our lives? Those are the requirements, I believe, if we want to see breakthroughs in our lives and in the lives of those we love. A true revival in our personal lives and in our land must first start with a revival of holiness, consecration, and personal character because we surrender to the characteristics of the kingdom of God. Lord, even in conclusion of this podcast, I I want to pray that prayer that Bob Pierce, the founder of World Vision, used to pray. God, would you remind us and break our hearts with the things that break yours? And where we have compromised you, where we have not truly given you our whole heart and our whole lives to your Lordship, would you grant us your amazing, great, and abounding grace to help us to walk in the fulfillment and the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Help us to be the men and women of God you've called us to be, to be the ambassadors of Christ, the ministers of reconciliation to a world that desperately needs answers. Jesus, you are still the Prince of Peace. You are the strength in our joy. You are the Lord of all. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. So I pray, Lord, you would do a work in us that you can do a work through us. May we corporately be in agreement because agreement is a place of power to be who you've called us to be, your church, that would help bring healing to our communities, to our nation, and to our generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, we cannot say thank you enough. After a year and a half and now 82 episodes, we have been honored to come into your home or your car or wherever you're listening week after week with a word in season with Doug Stringer and friends. To make sure that you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Another way that you can stay connected to the ministry is go to somebodycares.org and sign up for our email updates. Those updates include weekly provoca thoughts from Doug Stringer. Again, thank you so much for your support. We pray that you have a blessed week and we'll see you again soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.